Hello, everybody. Today you have Jake and Seth, and we are discussing the 2022 action film, Prey. Directed by Dan Trachtenberg, starring Amber Midthunder, uh, Dane DeLegro, Michelle Thrush. This is a sequel slash prequel to Predator, hence Prey. Uh, It takes place in 1719 in the Great Plains. And um, it stars Amber Midthunder as Naru, a skilled Comanche warrior. Um, in the film, in the midst, there are, you have, I believe it's French poachers hunting the buffalo. You have her trying to earn her um, place within the tribe. And all this is going on as a predator flies down and starts hunting. Um, this film was released directly to Hulu. This is actually part of the um, Fox acquisition, uh, the Disney Fox acquisition. This is one of uh, several films that was released straight to Hulu as opposed to going to theaters. And I think it, I said this I previously on another pod to Seth. This is, I think, the most movie quality film I've seen streaming, or at least uh, the one of the few that, I, let me rephrase that. There have been, that's not fair. There have been many streaming films that are... This is the first action film, maybe outside of The Adam Project with Netflix, where those are two films where after seeing them, my thought was they might have lost themselves a decent amount of money in the theaters. Um, although, with it, long wind away, this film cost $65 million. Uh, There is no budget for it. Uh, the ratings, though, um, it... it crush it for hulu it was like the most popular movie um at that time i think it was one of the most popular movies on the year it was definitely one of the most in terms of streaming definitely one of the most popular movies for hulu um they're talking about a sequel so in terms of a streaming film it was really well received by both critics and fans um so in in that sense it was um sorry i'm just okay so yeah 93 percent rotten tomatoes it was for it was i think it's almost it was about as successful as you can be for a direct-to-streaming film in terms of looking at the metrics and understanding they're making a sequel. Okay, that's a lot. Seth, throw it to you. Yeah. Um, I was <laughs> curious as to what was like going to happen with this movie. I think the Predator franchise uh, itself has gone like in a actions. Um, you know, at one point it like links up with the Alien franchise and then they did Predators with Adrian Brody, which was like kind of up and down as a movie itself so coming into this i didn't quite know what to expect i do think they did a really good job kind of tapping into what was lost from a lot of the sequels to predator because one of the great aspects of the original movie to me is kind of that third act where it just becomes like man and like they're in the woods and it's just it's kind of like this mind game between the two and like i think the that original movie kind of goes to another level in that third act so I like that this prequel like tapped into that again because um, I don't think a lot of the other Predator movies do that. Um, and I also, I mean, it was interesting to see the portrayal of the Comanche tribe. Um, I thought they did a good job of that. One of the things though that like you really like early on, I was like kind of shaking my head, but then eventually I like, I, you know, you just get used to it. It's just the fact that all these uh, Comanches are speaking English. And like, again, you know, you're doing a, a movie in the Predator franchise and like i don't expect a lot of those fans to want to read subtitles and so i made that decision but at the same time it's like you know for all the authentic 
that comes with portraying that tribe, like having them speak English is a little, little eye-rolling at first, I guess I would say. Um, but like I said, you know, I got used to it. Um, and I thought that like the French poachers that come in, that was an interesting move to make as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. Like it was, I don't know, it, it might be the second best um, for the franchise. And myself just enjoying the movie. I didn't think it was like super deep. I do think the first one is still a cut above it. Um, there's something about that first one. There is, there is like a text to it as well. And like, I just, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Predator. And so I don't know that it, that it topped that movie for me, but I, I really did enjoy it. Um, and yeah, it felt like, you know, it felt like these people might've been distant relatives of that Billy character, Predator. <laughs> I, um, first of all, I love that you loved it. Um, so I, I talked about it on a past pod. So I'm, I'm going to try and keep my thoughts to a minimum. having already spoken about it. Um, but I was so happy that you liked it. Um, I agree. I think it's the second. I think it's the second best Predator. I really like Predator too, and I know it's not a good movie. <laughs> I am a Predator two apologist. It's not. It's not my favorite. Predator one's the best, uh, but I also like Predators. I also include Alien versus Predator. I actually think the first Alien versus Predator is a pretty good movie. It's, uh, up until this was like, um, but they get sillier. Again, talking about silly and sci-fi, it's it it makes me sound silly but to quickly hit on what you said the first film was i didn't even pick up on the beowulf reference but now i love that and now i'm like and now i need to rewatch it because everything it's like just ringing all these bells in my head i'm like oh my god that's 100 right so my mind is just like spinning right now with the um but i really liked this to your point it felt like a return to form in the first film, like that they had in that first film. Um, and I also, yeah, I mean, I know I complained about force awakens being an echo. This is very much an echo. This is an echo of that, of that first film. But what I like about it is they do enough things differently. It is, and to your point, it's not super deep. It's, it's literally her trying to find her place in the track. It's not really nothing so much deeper than that, but it's a hero's journey. And I really like Amber Mid Thunder. She's been in a couple of FX shows. Um, um, and yeah, I thought so, that, you know the thing between her and her brother. I thought that was like pretty. Um, you know, I think her brother is kind of like this, you know, uh, member of the tribe basically, and like brings in a lot of the meat and stuff, and goes on hunts, and you know, that's kind of what she doesn't want to kind of become one of the the women, um, like the gatherers and and you know cleaners of the tribe. She really wants to be a hunter, um, and so kind of has this calling. And, you know, she kind of breaks some of her mother's guides basically and like continues to go on hunts and like continues to track and like she had skills too, which show up. Um, and so I thought it was, it, and again, like they do a really good job of kind of like showing you her skills and how she like tracks things as opposed to just like telling you like this is stuff she can do. And so I thought it was, it, it did a good job of kind of like building her as a character and all the different skills she had and what from her brother but like still effective when she's out in the field by the way sorry yes couldn't agree more i was slightly distracted because i just stumbled on something that you actually nailed i think you said as a joke her brother is is actually supposed to be let me rephrase this billy from the first film is a reincarnation of her brother and that reincarnation okay that is, now <laughs> This is the first time I've heard reincarnation in the Predator series, but I guess it's supposed to be some type of spiritual 
connection. There was definitely, I can definitely feel like there was supposed to be a connection to that Billy character. I think, I mean, look, <laughs> anybody who's seen Predator, there's a lot of memorable characters. Um, it's, you know, um, Jesse Ventura. Um, Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Even Shane Black. Shane Black is memorable yeah. with his one-liners. All, all of them are cool guys. Um, it's just a movie full of cool dudes like that. But there's something about the Billy character that did stand out, I think, for a lot of people. And, like, he has that tracking ability in that original movie. He seems to be able to, like, you know, look into the forest and see a little bit deeper than the others. So I definitely had the feeling when watching this that, like, there was a, a real echo of, like, the movie. Also, I, I think my favorite thing, the best thing about Billy... Billy is the quiet one that they're all yeah. scared of. These are a group of tough guys, and they're all scared to Billy. And even Dutch, the leader, defers to Billy on multiple occasions because he's so wise. Like, yeah, that, I love Billy. Billy's the guy that Billy's the friend that, that every group deserves. He's like the, the no nonsense guy. Uh, but that's something that's really easy. It's easier to write, like, or describe, and it's really hard to put that into action. And I won't say the more. But what? Yeah, Billy's the best. Um, Okay, <laughs> I, I have I have, I have a uh, one question for you. I have a few questions for you. Okay, my first question is: Do you think of the predators as evil might be too strong or as bad? Um, I don't. You know, I don't think of I don't think of the predators as bad. There seems to be this real sort of like sportsman competition thing going on with them and that they they really are into you know chasing down their prey um and like the challenge of um there's definitely like an element of the most dangerous game as well with with all these movies um and just kind of like that element of like intelligence and like how to track something and how to capture it um and it's like again like in the movie as well anytime somebody is trapped or captured the predator is not interested how he wants to achieve his kills he wants to hunt them down he wants to prove that he's superior basically i mean again i don't even know if it's a male or or if there are male and female predators. Um, that's a great question that never i i never that never even occurred to me <laughs> maybe they're androgynous or uh yeah i don't know i mean like, again i don't know you seem like humanoid in in a sense though um which i've you know i think that's a lot different than like the alien franchise where it's like they're just a, a complete xenomorph is completely different than like what a human being is and so i thought that there's some relationship i guess but like yeah again i don't think that i think of them i guess as like hyper challenged or like hyper competitive um and they're yeah i mean again relating to kind of like the i do think there's also a relationship between like you know natives and these predators and the, the way that you know a comanche comes back to the tribe with the big kill, they're celebrated by the tribe. And I think it's very similar for the predator where when they achieve uh, a good hunt and they, you know, they kill uh, a difficult uh, opponent, I feel like that's where they, you know, they take glory in that. And so I think there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on with them. I, I agree. I, I do not, I, I did when I was quote unquote younger, I always thought of them as, as bad. And there was actually, the alien versus predator reframed it, not talking about that movie now, but like obviously comparing them to xenomorphs, but it also within that film, there's more emphasis on the rules and and they actually kind of like how the predators work and like what they do. And 
they're I wouldn't call them good because they're not exactly going out. Uh, they're not like the Red Cross going out, like helping people, no. but they're not bad. I, and I think it's kind of like I think of them. They're like a shark in the water. Like if you challenge it or like a, a beast, like they're not good or bad. Uh, no, that's not fair. I'm that's well, also like you remember the, the end of Predator 2. <laughs> Glover. Oh, I remember. Of, it's kind of a uh, genial sort of ending. I mean, like the, the Predator hands him that old gun, which I believe shows up in that it does. And I'm gonna get uh, there's more to that gun, but that was um, I the there's clearly a sense of honor, like they have a code of honor, which is, and there's, there is a culture, a society and rules. Like it's very, I, I am, I'm not saying this in a way that I want more films. Cause I think the mythology that they have developed around the predators is almost perfect. All the films have pretty much kept, I don't care about the civil wars and some of the dumber things and some of the new ones, but like, these are creatures that are like, to your point, they are humanoid. There is, they're so familiar. Like there's so many familiar aspects of them yet. There's it's interesting. The most familiar aspects of them are the violence and the power. And like, we see that, but what's also very unreal. Like that is what we see like that. We, we've seen that that's familiar to us from humans, but what's not familiar. And what I think what to me is the most compelling thing about them is they're not evil that they don't attack innocent people. Like everything you said, it's like they, for them, it's about the hunt. And like that to me, it just like, I am so like, how do you get, like, how did this culture get to this point? Like they are literally, it doesn't seem like they fight wars. They don't build. They're just hunters. Like they got to this point of dominance where they just hunt. And like, that's their love. That's their passion. And I just, I love the predators as a mythology. I think they, I think it is a, from the first film through this, they've done a really good job. I probably not purposely, but it's been a pretty common frame that they're these dangerous beings, but they have rules. Um, and I won't keep. I mean, I about do, it, like, but... the concept that their culture was built around hunting, right, and that the fact that enough that they, it got, it extended into basically like solar system, uh, you know, <laughs> interplanetary hunting. Um, I do think that's an interesting because like humans didn't do that you know it's like i think we were in a hunting mode for a long time and then we industrialized and we kind of we gave up a lot on, right um and so our culture changed a lot especially like in the 20th century post-industrialization like we just don't have the same kind of if somebody goes out and kills a deer and brings it to my i'm not going to celebrate them with a chant and a dance right i'm just going to be like man get that carcass out of my house like i just wouldn't I wouldn't have the same joyous experience that, you know, people in a tribe probably eating off of plants and, and berries for a month, you know, somebody brings home a bear, that's a huge deal, right? And so I do think it's interesting that like the predator, like culture, it's like they just kept doing that up to the point where they, they got technology to go outside their own. And like, I don't know if it's still based on the necessity to eat these animals or if it's they just never lost that that idea of like celebrating the hunt and the challenge. And I, I, I love that. And the coolest thing, it's like someone goes out to well, it's like when they're hunting the lion. Right. Imagine if like people have been eaten by lions forever. Imagine a tribe giving a gift to the lion, being like it was a good kill, like which is what they do at Predator 2. And that to me is the coolest thing about them. And um, without going to not to spend too much time on those other films, but there it's part of the story here um and it's not like this predator is 
more friendly or more honorable than than the rest, but he is honorable. And there are a bunch of examples of him. Well, this is the thing I thought was funny. I love that he killed the animals. Like a snake hissed at him and he killed. Like I like that he would kill animals. Like I like I I like how he viewed certain things as threats, even though they weren't really a threat. Like if he kill, skinned a dog, or no, he skinned the snake, killed a dog. Like they're not actual threats to him. But then there's someone who he knows can kill him, who might have been a threat in the past, but they're tied up. And he's not right. going to kill. Like, just the rules. I'm going to stop going on. Clearly, I'm, I'm falling deep down the rabbit hole. I just, I'm, I love, I really love um, And I just really like, it's weird to say how they use the Predator, but they, by reducing him to what he was in the first film and removing a lot of the nuts and bolts from some of the Predators and the, the Predator in 2018. That's the only one that sucks. The one, the 2018. Definitely like a stripped down version of the Predator. Uh, you know, yeah, like there was a lot less technology that he was like for the most part. He's kind of using the shield. He does still have his like blaster gun. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was like a thing where it's like he didn't want to use stuff, or if it's like, hey, this is back in the 1700s, so maybe he has less technology than like the more modern ones did. I didn't know if that was what they were going for. I actually, I'll be honest, it really annoyed me that some of the more recent films kept like adding weapons. And the reason for that, like to, to me, is this they're clearly an ancient civilization. They've mastered star travel and clearly put all other sense of they're at a point where. They don't have needs or wants, or at least this class of predators don't. They have literally reached a point in civilization where they commit interstellar travel to do hunts. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> boom. Like, I, I, like, I, it just is, they are, it's just, again, I do need to go. It's, yeah, it's just like, then, like, the hunting, I think, you should be, like, kind of primitive. Like, I don't think you need to go out there. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you just nuke the planet that you, you know, again, like, that's not what they're doing. Like, so. Exactly. Like, and, like, and there was one where, like, there was another film where, like, it had the predators and they had all these, like, they were using hounds. And oh, it was, like, yeah. another animal. And, like, that, I guess that was in Predators. And, like, that kind of makes sense. But, again, you go to the first film. I get that people want to add new wrinkles and everything. But this is an ancient, all-powerful civilization. I don't think they're tweaking their weapons every two months. Like, I think they basically have what they need. And that, and that, 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 was, that was the thing that bothers me. I, one of the things I like about the original and this movie is that it is just one Predator. Not to, like, throw sh- Like, Predators, I don't think it's a terrible movie. Like, there are parts of it I do like. But, like, they really lost that aspect of just, like, something's out in the woods and, like, after you and you're trying to outsmart it. And, like, that whole mind game that's going on, like, once you have multiple predators out there doing stuff, it just it takes that whole aspect away. And so again, I like that this movie went back to that. It was just like there's one predator out there, and you know the people have to deal with it. I, I again, I there's something about really like captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another question: Would you want to see a sequel? I would. Uh... <laughs> Let me rephrase that: Would you want to see a sequel with Amber Mid Thunder? with that character. yeah that's kind of what where my head was going at. like would it yeah. be with her in the movie or would it be like you know 50 or 100 years down the line and now we're like you know with another tribe or something um i do think 
it'd be interesting to see her in another movie. But again, like you don't really want to do the same thing you did in this movie. So you got to kind of update it where it's like, is she like the leader of the tribe now? And like, I don't know. I think you'd have to come up with a pretty good plot because you don't want to do the same thing. And like, even in this, there's a lot of stuff that kind of happens in Predator. Even the way she kind of finally kills the Predator is really similar to some of the traps that Arnold sets at the end of his movie. And like, I, I enjoyed that kind of like nostalgia. And like, it's not exactly the same, but, and it's nostalgic, but at the same time, I think to do it again, you're going to have to come up with new concepts, but also you don't want to like destroy what you're doing. Like we just talked about interesting that they went back to one predator. So I think that's, it's, it would be a hard, hard thing to, I think trickier than people would realize to, to pull that off. Look, and it's funny. I, my first thought, that was my thought. And the reason I clarified that um, was that was sequel. I want to see her again. Yeah. The more I thought about it, I realized they've never actually done that. It's always a different group. Yeah. Or, and then I was, my kept me like, I don't want to go. I don't want to see someone else. Like, I kind of want to follow this character. And the reason I asked you about following her is because I guess their thought is they might do another prequel and that character. The, the guy who had the gun that was eventually given to Mike Kerrigan, it might take place, it might be focused on that character from an earlier time and be focused on pirates. Oh, pirates and predators. Like, like <laughs> that to me, now I know I just bashed all the new stuff, like that to me, like there, it, like that would make sense to introduce some new things because I'm sure they hunt in water and they might use different things to hunt in water than they do. Um, but then, with all that being said, my producer mind kicks in and like filming on water is very expensive. Like what's that going to be a hundred million dollar movie? Be, yeah. I mean, what do you, is he, is the predator sailing its own boat or is he just sneaking around the actual, I mean, I don't, I don't quite know how, how, how that is pulled off, I guess. Oh, shipwreck him. Shipwreck. And then it's just on an Island. Yeah. That that would, yeah. That, I mean, that, that would be my, but then it's, how does he shipwreck them? Like, no, I won't, you know, I don't know. Apparently there's a comic book that was written about it um, that they kind of played with it. But um, yeah, that was, I thought it was like a high seas adventure, but you're right. I think a shipwreck on a, and, and then the pirate has to kind of use his pirate, you know, street smarts. That I... It was funny though. Cause I know you, when I first read that, my thought went to Dracula, the Dracula and it's like him on the boat, like picking them off one by one. And that to me would not be entertaining at all. Like I, I don't, also, how would the eight foot thousand pound, even if he's invisible, they'd hear him creak on every. Sp- yeah, that that doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> no. Do you have uh, a- anything else you want to talk about? I've actually, wait, I have one more question for you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do what are your thoughts on Dan Trachtenberg? Was he the director? I'm sorry, that would be more helpful. He is the he is the director, um, I, and I'm not sure if you've seen what he's done before I, i'm not sure how familiar you are with him but i'm, I'm very <laughs> sure. i mean again I, I kind of the name bell and so i assumed he was the director i'm not sure if i know his filmography out. oh no no i i'm sorry I, let me i wasn't trying to put you on the spot um i was i was just curious um i was curious because the way I, I like him i actually thought he did more um i saw 10 cloverfield lane that's actually my favorite that's my favorite of all the Cloverfield films. I think that's actually the best. Um, the 
he's done and he's done television black mirror the boys i like those films um i mean i like those shows i like the episodes he did i yeah. thought he was far more prolific i didn't realize this is like the second film he's done really well the fifth thing he's directed i really liked it the, after seeing this film it made me more excited for him as a director i i, I don't I, I and it's not an easy movie to direct um you know almost the entire things and exteriors and like he gets a lot of good shots in um some of the stuff running with the mist and like there's that one shot he has kind of in the grassy field where the predator is still tracking them and then like using the camouflage um really good job too of like perspective some of those fight scenes you can lose perspective pretty easily but like you know the part where um they're kind of at the french camp and uh the girl kind of like reunite and then the brother kind of does a kamikaze move like he rides his horse around the predator and also like gets a pretty good through the predator's midsection i actually thought that was would have been a lethal blow i was surprised the predator survived that situation but the brother kind of know that he was going to die in that moment but i thought that whole sequence was like pretty well shot i agree it I love a good last stand. I love a good sacrifice um, in a film full of good action scenes. I, I thought that was, but yeah, I don't no, think it was my favorite, but it it was actually probably it was probably the best film. It was the best film um, and most emotional. Uh, the bear sequence I thought was pretty good, um, and so yeah, I thought like on a technical level, he did a really good job using the setting and getting a lot of those shots and not losing the viewer in kind of like quick cuts or anything like that. Like the whole time you're pretty aware of what's going on. Um, so yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, like, like, uh, again, I don't, not much more I would want from like the director in terms of like, as long as you're just like showing me what I need to see, especially when there's a lot of action involved, that's kind of what I appreciate the most. And uh, I mean, again, like it's a pretty movie, you know, I think the colors and some of the landscapes he gets like all really well done. So yeah, yeah I, I kept coming back to it. It was very lush and verdant. Like yeah. it, it really did a really great job of bringing you in. And it did, we've talked about this a few times. It was a beautiful movie, but it also still had some grit. It had some grime. There was texture. Yeah. It, it, and that's really hard to do. And again, I, I was just really impressed with him. Like coming away from this, I've also seeing he had some story credits here. Very happy with him. Very excited to see what he does next. So wait, I wanted to talk about the pistol. Do you know more about the pistol thing? Because I'm still trying to connect all the dots with that. So it's like the French guy gives that pistol to the girl, but somehow that pistol ends up in Danny at the end of Predator 2. Am I putting that together right? <laughs> um, let me... So Bennett Taylor is Raphael Adelini, an Italian translator hired by the French. This character was first alluded to in Predator 2 with the gun and later depicted in the comic book Predator in the comic book Predator 1718. Um, I forgot that he left the gun with her or I thought that the Predator take the gun. That, see, I, I can't quite remember this because I, I felt like the girl had the gun and shoots the Predator with it at one point. But maybe she just like drops it or throws it. I mean, I, I can't quite figure out how it ends up with Danny Glover and Predator 2, I guess. But maybe that's in the sequel. You know, now it's funny. Now you say that. I can't remember exactly how it. My my, my thought is maybe that's setting up the sequel and that she will yeah. use that. Uh, hopefully that doesn't mean she dies, but maybe 
Or maybe it's yeah. maybe it's- I'll say like that's an interesting MacGuffin to bring into the like I I mean again I vaguely vaguely remembered that moment from Predator Two when I saw that gun, and but I was like wow are they really like alluding to that? <laughs> but it's that's a funny like thread to throw in there if they are going to do a couple more movies. It's funny I liked it. It was for me. I didn't clearly didn't dig too deep into, into the logic behind it. Um, seems like there could be uh, some some holes there, but yeah, for me, I thought I, thought, I just thought, thought it was a nice callback. I, I clearly didn't get too caught up on it, even though it seems like there might be a, a pretty big gap there. Um, the I, yeah, I think I don't know. I, that does it for questions from I. And anything else you want to chat about, my man? I mean, the only other thing in more movies is kind of like I always just kind of wonder if there's a way to somehow loop Arnold back into these movies in a not insane way um, and try to get something out of that Dutch character again. Because it's like, he does survive Predator 1. I mean, he runs away from a nuclear bomb, which, you know, happens. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, I've, I've always been a little... I remember in Predators, there's that moment where Lawrence Fishburne shows up and like, yeah, supposed to be Dutch. But like that Arnold just didn't want to do that movie. So I've always kind of been a little disappointed that like we can't get Arnold back into this franchise, I guess. I think, excuse me, yawning. Hopefully I'll edit that out. Um, I think so that they tried to get him back for the 2018 film with Boyd Holbrook. He was supposed to be like leading part of that like government operation. I've never seen that one. I don't even know what happened in that movie. Don't don't ever see it. It's one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. It's terrible. I, I'm going to I can't talk about it. I will just go on a complete hate <laughs> rage mode. It's just not, and not that I should, I don't hate it. That's, that's too strong a word. Um, so, but it's not. It, but then didn't do it. Yeah. It, the movie was stupid. He made the right move not being in it. And it was clearly set up for like, it was, they were trying to launch their own new, like almost superhero predator series. Like it was weird. It was like set up almost. At the end of that film, the U.S. government basically has an Iron Man predator suit that they put on someone. It's like that's literally how it ends. And and they and there was this government agency that I think Dutch was supposed to be leading. But to your point, yeah, I mean, why can't they make one now where it's like Dutch is helping someone? Or I almost think so. Okay, here's what this is what I'm gonna throw at you, Jake. <laughs> Get ready. I think they should do one set and Dutch is now, uh, you know, older man is now, but he's running a group of mercenaries that uh, has to go after the predator in the desert, you know, kind of maybe post desert storm somewhere out in the middle East, maybe Afghanistan or something. But uh, I think, I think Dutch now is like running mercenaries and he's the only one with any with this predator thing back from the Vietnam era. So I these desert and have, you know, bring him some fresh young meat to, to kind of like run out there. What do you think of that? I like it. It's actually, uh, I like that idea. They wanted Schwarzenegger in the second one. That was kind of like what they were going to do. Right. Like, uh, like, I think that's the way to do it. Like bring him in. And once again, even in the second one, the Gary Busey character, that's like, perfect for like Dutch should be leading that team like they shouldn't be as villainous now I think if there's a franchise that should move in multiple directions at once it's this one and I think that the like 
prequel. do one. Yeah. Do prequel. Do do another. Okay. Do the prior. Do the pirate prequel if you have a good story. Do another one with uh, Amber Mid Thunder and the and the um, Cherokee or excuse me the Comanche. Um, and do a modern day one. Hell, get Chris Evans in there. Yeah. Bring Arnold Schwarzenegger back. Get Jonathan Majors. Like I don't know. Like, get some. Why don't they do the modern day one? Why don't you get a bunch of? They should. Now that we're talking about it, they need to bring Arnold back. They should put him in the Carl Weathers role. Have him like a young group of like bringing in this young group of guys and like go from there. That that would be my vote. I agree with that. Yeah, um, it, it's nice that like I, I'm happy that this movie was made though because it does it kind of reopens the world again for me. Um, after like I really thought it was kind of petering out, so it's nice that the, it's life into this franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, I always talk. I'm actually. I'm thinking I'm gonna watch Predator too. <laughs> I catch that's my fate. That's my fate tonight. <laughs> um, I think that does it for me. Are you ready yeah. to rate this film? Yes. Score. Um, I'm gonna give it a, a solid seven. Um, again, like I, I enjoyed myself the entire movie. I thought the action good. Um, I enjoyed some of the nostalgia from the previous movies um i did i do think that um the girl was uh a very good performance um and so again i don't quite think it reached the level of the original but this is a a very worthy you know addition to the franchise right there with you i I think i gave this a film something crazy on our (laughs) like a nine out of ten like it's it is one of my favorite films of the year i do think it's one of the best films of the year probably more like in the eight range like i would say like eight i mean that that's not that's not fair for me to say that like give it a nine but i think it's good there's a the, i i like it i would i would concede again this is one of these films if there's ever an accounting or auditing of the scores this will probably be out of whack um but i'm even nine out of ten and there's a big there's some rose colored glasses there but i i really i really like it i think it does it does the hardest thing. It is not. It is restarting a franchise without reinventing it, and it's doing it by going back to its roots, of like really the bones and structure of the first film. And it's and what's crazy is it's just like tweaking things a little bit. And for me, the end result is it's something that's really familiar. It's also something that feels very new. And it just feels like it feels like a natural evolution and chapter in this franchise. Um, and it, it, it's just funny. Like we've been, I feel like we've been living through the generation of the last 10, 15 years of like remakes, redos. Oh, we're going to do this with the black cast. We're going to do this with white cast. We're going to do this with right. British cast. And it's like you, all these things. And it's like, nobody thought to do a predator with a female hero. And it, like, again, after watching it, I hope there's more. Like I, I love action films. I think female action films are amazing. I think they're probably usually underseen. I think of like Atomic Blonde. Yeah. I want them to make more of these. I, I like it. I hope they make more. I'm with you. Um, yeah. I, it's a don't tricky thing. To do. Don't hate me, Seth. I, I know you don't like this movie. It's <laughs> it's a tricky thing to like reinvigorate a franchise. Like just like taking like kind of blowing up what it originally did. And so this really does walk like a uh, walks the line of like doing new stuff, but like you know, 
adding to the franchise and not taking away from it and like still being being so as we've seen from the star wars sequels not as easy to do um as you might think so yeah definitely give it some extra points for that boom a couple good scores yeah have a and we have it prey prey who was the prey jake was it the the predator at the end of the day they both were prey they're hunting each other um, no, and with that being said, they were prey. I, I, she was the prey. That's the way I view it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all now right. You're gonna have me think- now you're going to have me thinking about that, though. <laughs> uh, all right. That does it. Seth, you want to say goodbye to your friends? Goodbye, friends.